our convention is resurrection power. Hallelujah. Resurrection power. Somebody say resurrection power. Amen. John chapter 11, verse number 11. John chapter number 11, verse number 11 to 15. The Bible says that these things he said after that he said to them, our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought, he, they thought that he was speaking about taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I am glad <clears throat> for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Let's read verse 14 and 15 together. Ready, go. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Hallelujah. The subject for this evening's sermon is, I am glad that he died. I am glad that he died. Hallelujah. Now, how many will agree that that sounds very insensitive? Especially for any, any man, let alone the son of man, to say that somebody is dead and I am glad. Lazarus is dead and I'm glad. Well, today we want to pay Jesus back in his own coin. So I want you to say, Jesus is dead. Or oh, say like you mean, Jesus is dead and I'm glad. That is what I came to talk about. Jesus is dead, and I'm glad. Just like he said, Lazarus is dead, and I'm glad. We are also saying that Jesus is dead, and I am... Oh, you are not glad. Oh, if you are glad, let me hear you. Jesus is dead, and I'm glad. Tell somebody I'm glad that he died. It sounds controversial, doesn't it? Can you give me a little bit on this? It, it sounds a little controversial, doesn't it? But he said it first. That Lazarus is dead and I am glad. So I'm also saying that Jesus is dead and I am glad. Matthew 20. Now, before you throw stones at me. Let's see what he said himself. Now Jesus, going up to Jerusalem, took the twelve disciples aside on the road and said, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and to the scribes. Then they will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and to scourge him, to scourge and to crucify and the third day, he will rise again. Hallelujah. So before you throw stones at me, he himself prophesied that he was going to go to Jerusalem, be betrayed, be scourged, be crucified, and he would die. And on the third day, he will rise again. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 5, 15, verse 12 to 9. Let's hear what Paul said about what we have just read. Now, Paul says that now if Christ is preached that he has not been raised from the dead, how do some among you, so if, if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, 
then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty. And your faith is also empty. Yes, we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up. If, in fact, the dead do not rise, for if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, our faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then also, who have fallen, those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. And if in this life we only have hope, we are of all men the most pitiable. Hallelujah. So, Paul was making a suggestion and Paul was giving a defense why it was good that Christ died. Because if he did not die, then our faith is futile. If he's not, if he's not die and rise again, then we are still in our sins. If he did not die and rise again, then there's no hope for us. So it was good that he died. Because you can't resurrect if you are not dead. I don't know whether you got what I said. You cannot resurrect when you are not dead. You have to die first. Before we can even talk about resurrection. So I came to say that I am glad that he died. Hallelujah. I heard, I heard somebody say, I heard somebody say, is it okay to talk? I'll preach in a little bit. Let me talk a little bit and I'll preach. I like to talk more than preach, so I'll preach in a little while. I heard somebody say that why is it that Easter is celebrated on different days? If Christ died, he must have died on a particular day. And if he died on a particular day, you must know what day he died. Just as you know the day you celebrate his birthday. How come his birthday is fixed? But his death is not fixed. Now, let me give you a little Bible and a little, uh, what do you call, humanetics and humanetics. Um, Christ is the Passover lamb. The Passover which is celebrated in this season of Easter in the Jewish calendar represents the time that there was a difference between Egypt and Goshen. When the prophet Moses told Pharaoh that the angel of death is going to pass through and take out all your firstborn sons, firstborn animals, firstborn birds, firstborn fishes. Anything that is the firstborn will die. He said, well, we have seen nine other plagues. This one no be anything. And Moses went to Egypt, uh, to, to Goshen, to the people of Israel, and said that the angel of death is going to pass through. But if everyone should sacrifice a lamb and take the blood of the lamb and put it on the doorpost of your houses, so that when the angel of death passes through and he sees the blood, that angel will pass over. Are you with me? So, Everybody in Goshen took, uh, uh, sacrificed their lambs and took the blood, smeared it on the doorpost so that when the angel of death passed through the land of Egypt, every living, firstborn living child died. Living cult, living foal, living chick, every living thing, the firstborn died. But when he went to Goshen, nobody died. Why? Because the lamp had taken the place of death. Uh, I don't know whether you understand. The lamp was slain 
so that nobody in Goshen would die. The lamb died to replace the firstborn that was supposed to die from that family. Am I making sense? In the New Testament, in the New Testament era, instead of using a lamb to die, God sent his son to take the place of the lamb that was slain on the Passover. So Christ has become our Passover. This is what Paul says. This is what Paul is saying. Paul says in First uh, Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. Therefore, purge out the old living that you may be a new lamp. Since you truly are unleavened, for indeed Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. Hallelujah. So when we celebrate Easter, we are celebrating the Passover lamb. Not what the Jews celebrate, because the Jews still celebrate Passover. Are you with me? But we are celebrating the one who died once. Oh, I don't know whether you got it. I don't know whether you understood it. The one who died once to replace us. So I'm glad that he died. It may sound insensitive to you, but I'm glad that he died. Because if he had not died, What will happen? Can I give you about five, six, seven arguments why I'm glad he died? I'm glad that he died because he died to pay for my sin. He died for my freedom. There was an exchange. Hallelujah. Now, we, we know that the Bible says in Romans 3, 23, that all have sinned and have come short of the glory of God, right? Are we okay with that? And Romans chapter 5, verse 23 says that the wages, 6, 23 says that the wages of sin is death. Remember, God said to Adam and Eve, in the day that you eat of this fruit, you shall surely die. And Adam ate it. And because he ate it, he died. Sin entered just by one man's sin. With one man's disobedience, sin entered the world. So that anybody that was born subsequently was born in sin. And had to go through the justice system of death. Because the wages of sin is death. If there is no punishment, God is not just. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. If there is no there's no death or punishment, then the law is of no effect. Do you know that the reason why we all obey the law is because of the consequence of disobedience of the law? Uh, are you with me? If there's no disobedience, there's no consequences, we will all flat the law. In certain jurisdictions, there is no consequence of disobeying laws. That is why people don't obey the law. Because there's no consequence. They can beat the policeman. Or bribe their way through. You can give one dollar to a policeman in certain jurisdiction, he will think, oh, thank you. <laughs> and let you go. So they, they, we don't fear them. There's no law. It's, it's as if there's no law. Why? Because there's no consequence for the law. I had a young man, I eavesdropped on a conversation of a young man who was trying to witness to another man. I was just in the year short. I was listening to the conversation. And the man who was being witnessed to said to this young man, if you say God is so good and God is so just and loving. How is it that people, some people would die and go to hell? 
And the little young man was quiet for a little bit and said to this man, have you watched the Titanic? Then the guy said, yes. Then he said, assume that everybody in this world is on the Titanic and the Titanic has begun to sink. And somebody brings a life raft and puts it by the Titanic. And he says that this boat, this ship, giant ship is sinking to the bottom of the sea, which means that everybody will die. But if you jump to this life raft, you will live. So as many as believed that the life raft is a lifesaver and jumped on it. To them, they gave power to live. The ones that held on to the Titanic sank to the bottom of the sea. All have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is dead. All are on the Titanic going to the bottom of the sea. But as many as will believe and jump on the life drive, they will receive life. And the guy was quiet for a bit. And he said, hmm, you make a lot of sense. How old are you? <laughs> because he, he just broke the gospel down to a very practical explanation. Very easy. We are all going down. A child will die. An animal, if they, you have a pet on the Titanic, they also die. Any and everything that is on the Titanic is going to the bottom of the sea. Whether we like it or not, the Titanic, you see, any ship that, that sinks, it doesn't sink two seconds. It takes a lo- little while. So sometimes the people who are on it, you know when the Titanic hit the, uh, the, the iceberg, some people are still partying. And they didn't know that the Titanic was going down. Because it didn't go down very, very fast. So some were trying to get out and look for uh, rafts and lifeboats. Others were still partying. That don't, oh, don't mind these people. I don't even understand why they are, they are they're stampeding outside. Listen, there is party here. If I come and sit down, get some more food to eat. There was party. And they were enjoying the party. And you see, the Old Testament, the Bible says, as in the days of Noah, when people were partying and people were uh, eating and celebrating, Noah entered the ark. And when he entered the ark, that was this, the end of the party. Because the rain started and the floods came and took everybody away. Are you with me? So I'm glad that he died. Because if he had not died, he wouldn't have produced a life raft for me. I wouldn't have a lifeboat. I needed him to die so that I can have a lifeboat to jump on. Because without him, there is no lifeboat. You know, God, who is the justice and has seen that man has taken the route of sin, which means he has to, as a just judge, he has to produce, pronounce judgment, which is death. He says, I love man. I don't want man to taste the consequences of sin. What can I do? So he takes the form, he takes his judgment uh, gown off. Like, you remember that judge in uh, Southern uh, America? Took his life, he took the form of God out and took the form of a mere man and put it on. And he came down and died to pay the penalty of us mere men. And he said, as many as will believe, to them he will give the power to become the sons of God. His death bought my freedom. 
I was destined for the gallows. I was destined for, for, for death. The penalty of, of death is uh, of killing some of murder is what? Death. In certain jurisdictions, it's like you have to go to the, the electric chair. Because you have killed somebody. If you have killed somebody, you have to be killed. Life for life. Do you know that in Nigeria, the, the, the life for life is the law? It is in Nigeria. It is not used very often, but it is. In U.S., certain jurisdictions in U.S., it is. Certain states, it is. So when you kill somebody, expect to be hung. The wages of sin is death. It's not prison for three years. No. It's death. Hallelujah. But he came and died for me. Why wouldn't I be glad that somebody has died so that I don't have to die? He took my place. Hallelujah. Number two, the second reason why he died. He died because he became my substitute. He substituted his life for my life. Isaiah chapter 53 says, He was despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. He has borne my grief. Which means that he has the, the, the past participle of bear is born. Do you understand? He has borne my grief. That means that he he has taken it upon himself. Are you with me? I don't know if anything grieves you and you are always in grief. If you have never grieved before, then you don't, may not understand what I'm talking about. But some grief will make you suicidal. There are some people who have suicidal tendencies. If they are walking by a bridge, they feel like throwing themselves. They see a train, a fast train, they feel like throwing themselves because something is grieving them. Something is making them depressed. Something has made them suicidal. I know somebody who, who Googled the quickest way to die. Find out the five quickest ways to die, to take their life. Why would you Google five ways to die? Five ways to die quickly. You must be grief-stricken. Hallelujah. The Bible says that he carried our sorrows. Hallelujah. He substituted our, ourselves for the sorrows that we have to go through. He took the sorrows away. That is why, you see, if you are in this room listening to me, if you are listening to this, like the Titanic, there is a life raft. You have a choice whether to stay on the Titanic and go to the bottom or jump on the life raft. It's up to you. You have to make that decision. So you can take grief even though Christ has taken it on your, in your place. You can still carry your own. We will not argue with you. But if you don't want to say life raft. Say it like with me, life raft. If you don't want it, what? Life raft. If you don't want sorrows, life raft. If you don't want grief, smitten by God. That means that he was hit. To smite means to hit. He was hit by God so many times. He was flogged. Nigerians like using flog. He was flogged. See, there are certain languages, there are certain uh, idioms that certain is peculiar to certain countries. Like Nigerians, like idiot. And the, the, the D and the E, they, they emphasize a lot of the E's and the D. Idiot. So that you can understand it. 
that, it doesn't make sense to a South African. What? An idiot. <laughs> See, you're talking to Nigeria. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> he was afflicted. Read on quickly. He was wounded for our transgressions. The price of transgressing the law, transgression means that you know the thing is wrong, but you do it. You understand? You know the speed limit is 30 miles an hour, and you are doing 40 miles or 55 on the 30 miles. That's transgression of the law. How you think? He was wounded for our transgression. If you don't want to suffer trans, uh, the consequence of transgression, what do you do? Life raft. Hallelujah. How many are going to choose the life raft tonight? Life raft. Hallelujah. Let's read on. He says that he was bruised for our iniquity. The word iniquity means living a sinful life. Living in it, you are inside, you are in the middle of it. Transgression is you break it and come back. By iniquities, you have made it a stationary. You understand what I'm saying? Like you are shacking with a girl that you are not married. That is iniquity. If you, if you go and then you come back, that's transgression. But you are living permanently in a place where you don't have to, that is iniquity. Oh, you don't like it. It's a Pastor Glory, Gloria type of example, but it's okay to work. It's Easter today. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm in trouble. <laughs> the chastisement of our peace was laid upon him. The word chastisement is the persecution of our mental balance. That is the answer to depression, the answer to frustration, the answer to stress, the answer to uh, mental disorders. All of it was laid upon him. You know, when they took the crown of tongues and they Put it on his head for blood to ooze. See, as I'm talking, then you look for that part of the movie and you show it. That is how you do, you work with me. I know you are listening to the message, but I work with me here. See, as, as they, as they, 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 wove the, the, the tongues and they put it on his head. They put every oppression, mental oppression, every mental bombardment, mental sicknesses, every depression, everything that makes you stressed, anxiety, all those type of mental torture that we go through. He took it there. So you don't have to. See, the day I understood this revelation, that was the last day I, I was under stress. Me, stress. You can ask my wife. Tomorrow, we are going to the court. I am pastor, see. <laughs> hey, there is something going to happen tomorrow morning. It's life on death. Because I choose to sleep rather than go through stress. Because the life raft is a choice. And I'm hoping on it easy. Ah, no, 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 you can't stress me. The stress is there. He's, he's wearing it. The last picture I saw, he was still wearing it. I don't know whether you saw it. Ah, who, who, oh, you people. Find water and water whoever is behind there because they are not doing their job properly. The last time I checked, he's still wearing the crown. And as long as he's wearing the crown, I'm free. 
Because substitution means he has taken it, so I don't have to take it. It has to be with one person. When you are playing football and the, the, the manager calls and says, I am substituting player two for player four. Both players cannot play on the pitch at the same time. One has to come to the bench. The other has to go. So he has gone to play for me. Why should I still be on the field playing? When he has substituted, I have to come and sit down and cross my leg. I will still get paid. Whether I go to play or I sit down, I will still get paid. Why should I play when I can be paid sitting down? I was playing and they said I wasn't playing well. So they did come and sit down. Then they put the board up. They say number two. And I'm wearing number two. Say number two, come. Then I, tro- I trotted to the coach. Then he said, oh, okay. Well done, then I shook the hand of the guy. He went in and I went to sit down. At the end of the week, wouldn't I get paid? Get paid. And we win. If we win, do you think I will not get my, my bonus? Winning bonus. When they are putting the, the uh, medals on the winners, would I not get my medal? I will get my medal. Find the... Yes, yes, good. Take care of it. Put it. Put, put it. Yes. They put it there. I'm showing it to you so that the next time you feel stressed, don't stress. Sit on the life raft. Oh, I, I don't think you heard what I said. Don't stress. Sit on the life raft. Somebody's wearing it for you. Because he's wearing it, I don't have to wear it. Look at your neighbor and say, Jesus is wearing it. And I'm glad. Oh, put your hands together for Jesus. Number three, number three, number three. Number three. Are you, are you okay with me so far? Quickly, number three. He died so that I'll be forgiven. He died so I'll be forgiven. Isaiah 43, 25. Isaiah 43, 25. I, even I, I am he who blots out your transgression. For my own sake, I will not remember your sins. I blot it out. I'm forgiven. Why do you want to carry that same guilt? Some of us, the reason why we don't, we are not close with God is because of the guilt that we carry of the sin that we sinned. Somebody committed abortion. And from that day till now, your Christian life has never ever been proper. You didn't know God then when you did it. But up to today, your life is not because you still carry, when you are going closer to God, you remember your sin. And then immediately you pull back. Don't have to stay on the Titanic. Get on the lifeboat. Tell somebody that get on the lifeboat. Get on the lifeboat. Hallelujah. You have been forgiven. I said you've been forgiven. Somebody lift up your hand and say, I'm forgiven. Say, I'm forgiven. He has forgiven me. I don't have to carry the burden of sin. Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 7 says that in him we have redemption through the blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. In Christ we have what? The forgiveness of sin. Hallelujah. There is 
is no sin that is too high for God to forgive. In uh, Isaiah chapter 1 verse 8, he said, come, let us reason together. Though your sin be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red as crimson, they shall be white as wool. So come, let us reason together. Let's discuss. He has, he has paid the price. So you are no longer guilty. You can remain and sit down and take that guilt. But you don't have to. I don't know whether you understood what I'm saying. You don't have to. It's your choice to stay in your sin has left the crimson stain he washed me white as snow all to him I owe No sin has left the crimson stain. He washed me white as snow. This is the old church before you got born again. So you won't know this song. Hallelujah. Number four. All right. I'm glad because he, he died so I can have victory over death. You see, victory over death is, look at, let's go back to John chapter 11 verse 4. John chapter 11. Listen to what Jesus says about Lazarus. He says that Lazarus is dead. But this death is for the glory. Jesus heard that he he said the sickness, sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. That the Son of God may be glorified through it. So the death of Lazarus is something that is for the victory of my ministry. So it was good that he died. I'm glad that Jesus also died so that I'll have victory over the agents of death. See, when death is coming, death doesn't come by himself. Death will send sickness. Death will send high blood pressure, hypertension, and then it degenerates to something and it degenerates to something, and it degenerates to something before you start being on your last legs. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Then it eventually leads to death. Isn't that right? Doctors, am I, am I doing okay? Yeah. yeah. So you see, when somebody says that uh, you have uh, high blood pressure, it's, it doesn't mean you are sick necessarily. Is irregular blood, isn't it? Or you have, uh, what's the other one? Diabetes. Diabetes doesn't necessarily mean you are sick in the real sense of the word. It just says that there's too much sugar in your blood. But it leads to something, and it leads to something, and it leads to something, and eventually, if all these are not taken care of, How many understand? So, the agents, these are all agents of sin that God has given us victory. Agents of death that God has given us victory over. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. That is why those type of sickness don't welcome them. Oh, my asthma has come. Ah, when did it become yours? When did you buy it? Oh, oh, this is my headache. It won't leave me. 
oh me I'm a diabetic patient ah when did it become yours tonight we are leaving all of them here oh as for me I have severe menstrual pain ah when did it become yours oh my fibroid is worrying me my, my appendix is disturbing me listen all these are agents they are big agents they are little agents they are agents that look like pets but they are also agents of death I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying and he says that he gave you victory that is why when he lay on the cross he said it is finished it is finished because he has taken captivity captive Are you with me? Bible said he took captivity captive. Who is he that ascended? It is the same one that first descended into the lower parts and took captivity captive. So that the captive of headaches he has taken captive. The captive of high blood pressure he has taken captive. The captive of cancer he has taken captive. The captive of uh, uh, leukemia, he has taken captive. The captive of, uh, 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 what do you call it? Fibroid, he has taken captive. He has given us victory over every agent of death. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 and 15. Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood. The son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die. And only by dying could he break the power of the devil. Who had the power of death. Only by dying. I am glad that he died. How many are glad that he died? I am glad that he died. Because only by dying... That he took that power from him. Hallelujah. So I'm glad that he died. Do you care for more? Or we can stop now. I'm glad that he died. Tonight, anything that we have to leave on the Titanic, we are going to leave it. Because I don't know about it, but I choose to be on the raft. I choose life. I present to you this day life and death and I counsel you choose life. But as for me and my house, we have chosen or we have made our choice. Hallelujah. Let me give you a couple more. Number five. His death bought my inclusion. Because he died, I am now included. Romans chapter 8, verse 29 and 30. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. I am one of the brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, this also he called. Whom he called, this he also justified. And whom he justified, this he also glorified. I'm glad. I was an outcast. But because of his death, I have been included in the beloved. Now I am part of a holy nation. A royal priesthood. A peculiar people. Chosen generation. I am part of it. I'm included. Why? Because he was separated. He was ostracized so that I will be included. That is why let us now come boldly before the throne of grace to find help. Why? Because we are now included. You know, when my children are coming to my room, they don't knock. 
up to today, you don't knock. It doesn't matter what time of the day I am in my bed with my wife. It doesn't matter what time of the day, what time of the night. They just open the door and come in. Why? Because, boldly, because why? They are included on my matrimonial bed. Oh, you are thinking too far. Don't think too far. Come here. <laughs> just be here. <laughs> we are in church. Don't go too far. You see, I've been telling them, you people, one day when you marry me, I'll do the same thing to you. You'll be in your bedroom with your wife, and I'll also come in because that's what you've been doing to me. I'll come boldly and open the door. So in case you are thinking of marrying any of my children, be careful because what they've been doing, I've meant that I'll also do that. I'll make sure I have their key. And I'll open and come boldly. And I don't care, especially my son. He comes at very odd times of the night. And anytime he enters, he has to come and share the joke or the fun he has had outside. So he'll come in. Maybe it's like 2 a.m. He comes in. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Then he comes, then he comes to... Then he comes to give his joke. And when he finishes, like, I'll see you guys. Then he puts the light up. And then he's gone. So me too. I'll go boldly. <laughs> Two. We are also included in their bedroom. Or oh, you don't think fair is fair? You know, the other day I was discussing with my friend, Bishop David. I was telling him, Bishop David, these guys, they've been tormenting me. And I said, oh, but you have only two. Me, I have five. <laughs> See, you are crying about two. So how do you manage? So sometimes we have to put some things <laughs> behind the door. Because one is coming, one is going. One is coming, one is going. One is coming, one is going. Five of them. I'm suffering with just two. One of these days, I will break the fire law and put a lock <laughs> and lock them out. Anyway, let's go on. I am included. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12 to 16. In those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were citizen excluded. You were excluded from the citizenship among the people of Israel. You did not know the covenant, covenant promises of God that God had made for them. You lived in this world without God. And without hope. But, somebody say but. But now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God. But now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Jesus. So I'm glad that he died. I am glad. Because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sin. His blood needed to come out. And the life of the animal is in the blood. So his blood pouring is him dying. And him dying means me being included. Hallelujah. So I'm glad that I'm now included. Now when they call, when the saints go marching in, when the saints go marching in, I know I'll be amongst the number. Why? Because I've been included. Uh, I don't know whether you understood what I said. I've been included. I am, I am in. When they call the sons of God, I am in. Hallelujah. Because once you touch the life raft, you are a member of the life Let me give you the last one. Then we'll rise up and pray. He became poor that I may become rich. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that through, though he was rich, for your sakes, 
he became poor that through his poverty might become what? Rich. Through his poverty, you are going to become rich. You know what the Lord told me? I would say, I don't use this. The Lord told me that the Lord said to me very often. Because I won't say it if the Lord hasn't said. What the Lord told me is that he's releasing millionaires, young millionaires in, in the church. And the Lord admonished me that I should facilitate the birthing of young millionaires in this church by giving them the opportunity to sow into their riches. You know, and I, I was I was arguing, I said, Lord, you know me, I don't like this type of collect envelopes, this, that, you know, if there's no project, I don't like give money, give money, give money. Have you seen this church? We don't do that. I don't believe in that. No, I don't be, you see, I'll be making a disservice because I practice it. But I don't want you to think that I'm a thief. And I don't want you to think that I need your money. This building, we have paid for it. Cash. We don't owe anybody one dollar for this building. And we bought it before you even gave a pound. She was the only person who was here. Stand up. She was the only person. She was the only member of the church. Millie was the only member of the church when we started talking about buying this building. All of you were not here. <laughs> I, 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 you get what I mean? She was the only one. You were on your way, but you weren't here. Hallelujah. So me, I don't like... You know, so I was arguing with the Lord, and the Lord said, No, 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 no. I want to bless my, I want to raise millionaires, not for you, but for my ministry, for my work. So give my people the opportunity to sow. So I'm going to teach you how to sow big so that you can sow into your own. Hallelujah. He says he's raising a lot of young millionaires in this church. I don't know who you are. But I'm going to give the opportunity to sow. Hallelujah. Oh, I say hallelujah. First Peter 2 9. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a special, peculiar people to proclaim the praise of Him who has called you from darkness into His marvelous light. Do you know that as soon as you become a millionaire, your voice now carries a lot of power. So, your witness as a multi-millionaire speaks more than my witness as a pastor who hasn't got multi-millionaire millions. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Dr. Fete, you're a doctor. But when you speak, nobody will listen. The fact that you're a doctor doesn't mean nobody, somebody will listen to you. But if you're a billionaire and you write an article how Christ made me rich and you publish it immediately everybody will listen. Immediately so it's like you are now you're, you're, the, the ministry is being brought from darkness into light. It's being brought into prominence. Why? Because now it makes sense. There was a guy, I don't know whether he's still alive, the guy that uh, brought uh, that chicken in America, what's it called? Chicken fillet. Chick fillet. He's alive, isn't he? He's a Christian. And it's everywhere, Chick fillet in the whole of America is closed on Sunday. Everybody has to go to church. And he pays his time. I mean, you just imagine the owner of Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is like McDonald's or it's like uh, KFC. But it's like in most parts of America, it's more popular than KFC and McDonald's. So, so he, 
he, that his tithe, at the point he said that his tithe is too big to take to the church. So he decided that he will not take his tithe. Rather, he supports charities and, you know, because he feels that he disturbs. I don't know whether you've seen a certain type of mind that disturbs. <laughs> it disturbs equilibrium. Oh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. But there are some, if you have never been there before, you will understand what I'm saying. But there are some monies when it comes into your, your, your account, it disturbs you. You won't know. Immediately you have sleepless nights because the money is telling you that what, what next, what next, what next, what next, what next. So there are, past, there are some pastors when they see his tithe, it's like they can't sleep. So he said he was disturbing the church. So he withhold his. Then as he started withholding his tithe, the company started, the finance of the company started falling. Started falling. This is a true story. You can Google it. It started falling. And then he went to God. Like, what is going on? The annual account is coming down. Of the whole organization is coming. And the Lord told him, because you are not paying, sending my money to the, my house. Immediately, he started sending his tithe back to the church. And his finances have gone down. Different businesses have tried to beg him to sell on Sunday, even Sunday evening. The government has tried to force him to sell. One Chick fil A, you buy it Saturday night or forget. <laughs> yeah. I remember when America, when uh, one of the fights, uh, was it Anthony Joshua? No. Mayweather and somebody. They went and brought about four buckets. You know, America, when they say bucket, it's not this. It's not, it's not what you call bucket here is a cup. They brought each bucket had 48 rings. One day we went for a, a pastor's meeting, and the meeting had finished. Myself and Pastor Brian. So let's go to. It was uh, KFC was open, so let's pass through KFC gate and go back to the hotel. And you know, Johnny just come. I went by the window and told the person, "Oh, give me two piece chicken." Because you know, we always say two piece chicken. I talk about two ties and then some chips. That's all. Give me two two piece chicken. So two lots of two piece chicken. Put it in the bag and then we took it back to the, our hotel. When we got to the hotel and opened there, it was two whole chickens. Pastor <laughs> 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 looked at me. Can you finish one chicken? <laughs> the two pieces that one chicken, one is like this. So two of them. Then they were like this. Hey! <laughs> Like this, the two of us struggle to finish one. I, I always say that anybody who is fat in America, me, I don't blame you. I, I wouldn't, I, no, I won't blame you at all. Because from then, we have refused to go back there. Because when we came, everybody had put on two stones. We went there for just two weeks. <laughs> by, by, by the month you become a ball <laughs> hallelujah let me give you the last one he died to give me an example his death was an example to me hallelujah in Matthew 16 he says verse 24 he says that Jesus said if anyone desires to come after me 
Let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. Hallelujah. The cross is not a fashion accessory. The cross is something you die on. Hallelujah. He says that take up your cross and die on it. Just as I died for you to provide a life life raft, you also have to die so that somebody can have a life raft. Hallelujah. You have to die to your pride to speak to somebody. You have to die to your, your, your money to be able to give so that the, the, the gospel will go further. Hallelujah. You have to die to your feeling so that you can invite that person that annoys you. You know that person you want to invite every time, oh, today, tomorrow, today, tomorrow, today, tomorrow, next week. Then you say, okay, if you come and iron my clothes, I will come with you. Or I don't have any clothes to wear. If you can buy some shirts for me to wear, I'll go with you. My children have eaten. So if you can buy food, I'll come with you. You have to die a little so that that person, because he died so that you can have a life raft. So you have to die so somebody can have a life raft. Stand to your feet.